Welcome to episode 21 of RPG Blueprints. For this episode, I invited my friend Saren to talk about creating characters in Monty Cook Games' Cypher System with some She-Ra franchise flavor. This episode is split into two parts, and in this first part, we built Adora and Bo. Enjoy! Welcome to another episode of RPG Blueprints. Today we're going to be talking about She-Ra for another franchise flavor episode. And today I've got Saren with me. Hi, Saren. Hello. Um, so I brought you on for uh, a pretty specific reason. You're a fan of She-Ra, yes? Yes, I am a pretty big fan. So what is it about the the show that uh, drew you in? Um, when I first started watching it, it just, it ticked all the boxes. Uh, I love watching cartoons. It was clever. The writing was great. The characters were all so compelling. Um, and one of the biggest things I, the biggest, most important um, aspect I need from media is the power of friendship. Oh. Like, yeah. I can't, I can't really get into things where it's just like, ah, oh, one lone wolf against the world, me against everyone. <laughs> it just, it gets, it, it grates on me after a while. I'm like, you're so lonely. This is so sad. <laughs> yeah. So, she-Ra is perfect because it's literally it's just about it's about friendship it's about power of friendship and the and relationships the healing power of friendship and the too. healing power of friendship yeah so yeah, i think it's very interesting this new we're talking about the new uh the new version of it uh, the princesses of power uh available on netflix um and uh it's really interesting where it came from something that had so little, like, like the plot wasn't super important <laughs> where it's like every episode really means something like there's very few episodes in, in that entire series that you could consider filler. Yeah. And even filler episodes, there's still character development in them. Right. If the plot doesn't advance. That's very true. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I am also a fan of the show. Um, it took me a while to really sit down and watch all of it. But once I did, um, very much a fan. Um, and actually, so Saren's part of my Monday crew. And sometimes we can't all get together. So lately we've been uh, playing different games. And I actually was running... Uh, I ran a few sessions of a cipher system game um, that doesn't quite follow the exact um, lore of um, of Shira and the Princesses of Power, but it's definitely inspired by it. 
and I was talking to Sarah and I thought it would be uh, fun to uh, talk about what we did there and then also make some of the Princess of Power characters in Cypher since now we're familiar. Yeah. So that was um, your first uh, time with Cypher, right? Yeah, I had uh, never played. I'd heard of it before, but I had never played anything in the system before. So you've played Dungeons and Dragons before? Yeah. And you've played, I know we've played in some uh, Powered by the Apocalypse games together. Yeah, I've tried several Powered by the Apocalypse games. Um, fifth edition is my is the big one. That's mm -hmm. I am familiar with that one. <laughs> right. The Cypher's new and fun. Is it like uh, the biggest game besides uh, besides Dungeons and Dragons that you've tried as far as like complexity? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Mm. I think it's the biggest one. It's, it's definitely something that if I had the source books... It would take me a while to to get through. So, what did you what did you think as far as creating characters in the system? What did you think of that? Um, I think it was it was very easy. I did it with a bunch of tabs open on my phone, which is a very <laughs> annoying way to do character creation, <laughs> but it still wasn't difficult to do that way. So, mm. I think having even just a few printouts would would make it very simple yeah um, because it's just these are the steps you follow the steps you pick a thing there are some decisions you have to make which um you know not everyone knows is not my strong suit <laughs> um but uh i don't think it took me longer than anyone else to too much longer than anyone else to create a character yeah yeah and uh when i am the only one that has the book so sharing a book amongst everyone when you're doing character creation does make it take a little bit longer but um but yeah. i think you're right as far as um actually just going through the steps i think it's pretty streamlined so i talked about quest at some point over the past year and um and with the anniversary episode, I, uh, we ended up doing uh, a sort of character paragraph that modeled Quest. And I'm pretty sure, I'm not 100% sure about that, but I'm pretty sure that sort of model and what um, Cypher System do, I'm pretty sure there's like a similar sort of history of where they got it. Mm -hmm. Because you end up with a paragraph with Quest, but you end up with like a sentence with with Cypher right that has the, yeah. the description that encompasses your character um and so uh i just think that those sorts of um character creations make it very um focused and, and that's why i think it, it it seems pretty easy to to do the character creation in those systems mm -hmm. So speaking of the relative ease of creating characters, let's just get into it. Today, what we're going to do is we're going to create Adora, Bo, Glimmer, and Catra in Cypher System. Creating Adora, who is She-Ra, 
you have some <laughs> specific uh, history with creating a Shira. Yes, when you uh, ran your uh, version of the Cipher system, I ended up as a version of Shira, not Adora, but um, I think we'll go with the same type. It makes mm-hmm. the most sense for Shira. I think warrior. She's the warrior princess. That's, uh... <laughs> yes. So for people who aren't familiar with Cypher, um, your type is loosely kind of a class, um, but it is just that like an archetype. Um, so it is more, um, it's less defined than, than your typical class would be like in Dungeons and Dragons or something. Yeah. It's it's in the future that you get more specific and more um, descriptive. Right, exactly. Okay, so Adora, Shira, Warrior. Uh, from episode one, I think that's shown because even when she's a part of the Horde, she's kicking butt and top of her class. So yeah. I think that's a very good fit. Would you be able to go, like, like just let me know what this steps are like the order of steps are as in the like cipher creation system just like it goes you pick the type and then that is actually a good thing maybe to run over just so people can follow along so basically um your sentence that that i was talking about it goes your character so adora is a descriptor type who focus so a descriptor is going to be um, a modifier for your type an adjective and that will have certain abilities um, uh, or or modifiers like you'll have different stats or something based on that Um, your type like we said it's kind of like your class who focus which is going to be some sort of like little um little verb phrase so like um so like protects the weak or um who runs away from danger or uh something something like that um and that's so we're gonna start with the type we're gonna pick a descriptor and then we're going to follow it up with a focus. Okay. So when you're picking your type, uh, certain things um, are innately given to you. Like it's just automatic. Um, uh, the way Cypher system works is it's a D20 system, but instead of having um, modifiers where you want your number to go up, like in... Um, Dungeons and Dragons, um, you're going to have a lot of things that are going to bring your uh, your challenge rating, which is like your DC, you're bringing it down. So when you're using your abilities and skills and stuff, um, sometimes you need to spend from one of your three pools, your, your might, your speed, or your intellect. Um, and if you have an edge, it, it's like a discount. 
a discount on those abilities. So um, warriors get a might edge of one or a speed edge of one. And so, again, I, I'm using rough analogs to D&D. So might is kind of like strength, constitution, and speed is kind of dexterity, and intellect kind of encompasses the rest of it. Um, the mental stats. Yeah. So um, do we think, uh, this is one choice that we have to make, is do we think that Adora is more of a might uh, focused uh, warrior or a speed focused warrior? Definitely might. I agree. Um, uh, you automatically uh, can use any weapon, which um, there are going to be spoilers throughout this. Uh, <laughs> if you haven't seen Shira, there will be spoilers. Um, but um, her sword ends up having the ability to transform into different weapons. So I think it's appropriate. Yeah, pretty much anything she wants, I think. It, true. I think it's more than just weapons. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so she can use any weapon. Great. Um And uh, the one thing is I'm like, okay, I remembered the even more than the the abilities is the um the equipment because the equipment's so free. I'm like, do we even want to do that? Because <laughs> that's so <laughs> I don't think we really need to go no. into equipment. No. Like the things that they would get, they they like their weapons. They would have just have that the weapons that they use, right? Yeah. So the next step be just being... like uh, your explorers pack. Like that's the worst part of character creation is picking whatever like dungeoneering pack. Yeah. D and D. Exactly. So if the next part is equipment and it's telling you appropriate clothing and two weapons of your choice plus one expensive item, two moderately priced items and up to four inexpensive items, um, there are guidelines in the book for what each of those tiers would be, but there's no set list. Um, and so when you think of Adora, what what should she have? She should have a sword. A sword. <laughs> um, um, she needs a jacket. She's very attached to her jacket. That's true. Um, does she and have that's technology? Much it. Does she have any sort of no. technology that she keeps around? Yeah. See, so this part not super important um, for actually creating the character of Adora. Um, okay, so now the fun part. Um, mm -hmm. We're going to select uh, four abilities from a list of... I'm not going to go and describe all of them. I'm just going to list them for now. Um, we've got Bash, Control the Field, um, Extra Edge, No Need for Weapons, Overwatch, um, Physical Skills, 
Pierce, practiced in armor, quick draw, swipe, thrust, and trained without armor. The problem is that I think she could have many of these abilities. Mm. Yeah. But what is the most, the most Adora? The most Adora. Well, she definitely has combat prowess. Wait, what are you looking at? Uh, I'm looking at um a page that you sent me a link for. Is that not oh, in the yeah. like base? So as we're going through this, the list that I gave is from I think the first edition. Or at the very least, not the most recent edition of Cypher System. So if you are looking at um, resources online, you might see um, something that differs slightly from what I said. um, Which is fine, because even as far as the lists of descriptors and focuses go, um, they say in the book that you can be creating your own. So don't worry too too much uh, if you see something different because um like i said there's different versions um some people will blend um the different uh versions of the game together so like if you're playing straight um uh, cypher system they might use um the monte cook game uh numenera to get um a focus from or something like that so um the reason why I'm pointing this out is because uh, it makes a lot of sense. Um, Saren, like you said, to uh, give um, Adora combat prowess, but that wasn't an original warrior uh, ability. So mm-hmm. uh, just wanted to put this little disclaimer out there, but I think that will be the first thing we pick because um, that is so core to Adora. Yeah, I think it's the first thing we see her doing is wiping the floor with her fellow cadets. Never got tired of that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. Yeah, which makes a lot of sense because basically I'm just I'm just looking. So they're saying that they took out thrust and pierce and instead gave at least in Numenera gave combat prowess to every warrior because thrust is uh, inflict one additional point of damage if your weapon has a sharp edge or point Uh, instead this is just it's just plus one damage if you do an attack right so they made it less specific which yeah it's just makes sense because yeah imagine someone took pierce and thrust that's two abilities such such a waste (laughs) yeah so sometimes sometimes revisions are good (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) right so i picked i picked the first one uh oh and it's an enabler and enablers also mean that they're like passives that always happen whereas pierce and thrust used to be things that you had to spend from your pool to do you had to spend might and you had to spend speed to do it who would pick that oh my I think her way of just overpowering targets, I think then maybe 
bash would be good. Ooh, yes. Um, a pummeling melee attack deals one last point of damage, but dazes your uh, target for a round. So all of their um, all of their tasks are considered one step more difficult. Um, yeah, and so uh, that normally costs one might point, but our Adora having an edge in might means she can do it for free. For free. I think trained without armor is probably... I was looking at that too. I was just trying to figure out if when she shiros up, if that counts as armor. <laughs> hmm. I wasn't sure. She actually has less clothing. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that's true. Less of her body is covered when she transforms. (laughs) Yeah, and it's kind of just like a little, like, it's like leggings. Like, it's like lycra or something. Yeah, I I don't think I would consider it armor, like, even if it gave her a a boost to her uh what's the cipher version of ac oh there there really isn't oh right because you, Cause you a... so yeah so instead of um enemies rolling um rolling against you as a gm in general you don't really roll so when your characters are being attacked you're rolling defense rolls so either might defense speed defense or intellect defense rolls right so normally it just gives you uh, a boost to your defense rolls so that's what that's what trained with our out armor specifically does is that if mm-hmm. you are um uh making a speed defense roll which is usually against like ranged attacks um uh you're just better at that which i think fits adora well yeah we see her like dodge ranged attacks quite adeptly Mm -hmm. just rolling out of the way of laser blasts (laughs) the way that um mooks everywhere can't hit despite like that being their job is to be trained weapons. never like it's always funny oh. and so um skills in cypher are quite a bit different in, than dungeons and dragons where you have your list of very specific skills athletics nature insight whatever um with uh, cipher it's actually really free form and it tells you right in the beginning that like you can just say whatever you want as long as it's not like as long as you don't have a skill that's doing things like something really <laughs> general like you can basically do what you want like if you want to say you're good at computers you're good at computers right mm-hmm. um so maybe there's some physical skills that we could give her that she's specifically good at to to finish her off for fourth um ability yeah i think that's um i think that's a good idea that's also one of the ones i picked when i was making my own uh shira uh, perfect physical skills um i believe the warrior comes with 
some of those physical skills already, and I just used uh, the these to augment those. I pretty much ended up with all of the physical skills. But where does it... I think maybe with your focus and descriptor, you might have just ended up with more. Oh. Yeah. That might have been it. Do We don't know yet, though, if anything else we choose will give her one of these. That's true. We could put abilities. a pin in this. We might want to, yeah, put a pin in it and come yeah. back after we've filled out the rest. Okay. So then let's move on to the descriptor. So the descriptor is uh, an adjective that tells us what kind of a warrior she is. I would think for Adora, uh, brash. Brash. Okay. You're a self-assertive sort, confident in your abilities, energetic, and perhaps a bit irreverent towards ideas you don't agree with <laughs> wow yeah uh some people call you bold and brave but those you put in their place might call you puffed up and arrogant whatever it's not in your nature to care what other people think about you unless those people are your friends or family even someone as brash as you knows that friends sometimes have to come first wow that's perfect <laughs> i thought so yeah um oh i didn't i didn't explain pools but um basically you have a certain amount of might uh speed and intellect and it works as both um a resource for what you're able to do and also your health if all of your pools go to zero you're dead um so uh the why I'm bringing this up is because the first thing that Brash gives you, um, you get the characteristic energetic plus two to your speed pool. Um, you get a skill to be trained in initiative. Um, so anytime that you're uh, rolling for initiative, it works similar to D&D where it's determining uh, turn order in combat. Um you're uh you're a little bit better uh you get bold you're trained in all actions that involve overcoming or ignoring the effects of fear or intimidation so perfect yeah. um yeah i think that that was a really good pick you nailed Thank it you. <laughs> So when you're doing, uh, when you're actually making characters for a campaign, your descriptor is also going to have an initial link to the starting adventure. Um, I mean, we're talking about characters with an established sort of story, so I'm not really going to go into that because trying to shoehorn the story into one of these four initial links, yeah. uh, we can we can skip that, but. Um, uh yeah that's just part of character creation so that was easy Ooh. um now we can move on to the focus which is um where you can really um differentiate your 
warrior from another warrior because you can do some pretty crazy things like you can um really define their personality through this or sometimes give them really like unusual abilities um there's a lot of stuff to read through the list of foci (laughs) (laughs) drives like a maniac that's me (laughs) if i was picking a foci When you're making a hero, defends the weak can almost always apply. Yeah. I think defends the weak really, it really rings true for me. She is the type of character who is going to put herself in danger for others and not going to turn a blind eye. Yeah. So, defends the weak. Someone has to stand up for the helpless, the weak, and the unprotected. You believe this duty, this obligation, falls to you, and thus you have spent much of your life watching out for the people around you. When you see them in trouble, you are the first to come to their aid. You might give up your last dime to help the hungry, take a beating to save a person from the same, or rally your friends to take on injustice wherever you find it. You probably bear many scars from previous conflicts, but for each scar, you likely have a token of gratitude. You may have a dried flower given to you by a lady you saved from brigands or a bit of metal given to you by a starving man you fed um which is interesting because i feel like even when she's part of the horde i think you can still see that in her yeah absolutely yeah she she loves to look out for the little guy Mm -hmm. Uh, so similarly, uh, with the descriptor, the focus also has like a connection to other PCs, which again, there's an established lore, established story, so we don't really need to focus on that. Um, additional equipment, you have a shield. Well, <laughs> good enough. Um <laughs> So one one major thing, um, when you do like a a crit, when you roll well, sometimes you'll get minor effects or major effects depending on how well you roll. And so depending on your focus, they're going to give you a different suggestion for those effects. So uh, minor effects suggestion, you can draw an you can draw an attack without having to use an action at any point before the end of the next round. That's kind of that's kind of cool. Just getting a extra free attack in a round. Um, major effect: you can take an extra action. Period. You can use this action only to guard. So there you go. Um, that's sort of just a minor thing that this gives you. Uh, the major thing is every tier, which is your level one through six, more or less, um, you get uh, a pretty specific ability. So you'll get courageous for being uh, for defending the weak. Uh, you are trained in intellect, defense attack, defense tasks, and initiative tasks. Double weight. Something else gave her trained in initiative. Oh, yes. Which means uh, then she becomes specialized. Specialized. Mm-hmm. Nice. Specialized in initiative tasks. 
and also uh, warding shield. You have plus one to armor while you're wearing wielding a shield enabler. Well, she doesn't fight sword and shield, but she does sometimes have a shield. So she's turned the sword into a shield multiple times, and yeah, she's exactly. So, good this, that, so it works. It works. <laughs> Um, yeah, and as, uh, as she, uh, goes up in tears, she'll get some, um, different, uh, abilities that will focus on her defending other people. Um, like, I just want to point out tier three, true guardian. When you stand guard as your action, you decrease the difficulty of all defense tasks by one step for characters you choose that are adjacent to you. This lasts until the end of your next turn. So you're oh, just, I love that. Yeah, just giving a defense buff to everyone around you. Yep. Awesome. It's perfect. Okay, so then we just have to go back and figure out what final physical uh, skill we want to give Adora to round round out her character. Well, we watch her. I mean, we know she's good at climbing jumping running like we've we've seen her do so many obstacle courses and such um but which ones would the most important i think climbing and running so climbing and running definitely more than balancing jumping or swimming i agree yeah okay Awesome. Okay, and so with that, um, Adora is a brash warrior who defends the weak. Boom. Done. Perfect. Okay, so now let's look at Bo. Bo is um, the the first person that she comes into contact with, I think. Um... I thought she ran into both of them at the same time because uh, Glimmer and Bo were were in the Whispering Woods looking for something that had shown up on Bo's tracker pad thing. Right. Some energy. Um, I, th- I think the three of them bumped into each other at the same time. And so, could, so one. one of the two original best friends that adopted uh, Adora. <laughs> um, and, well, you mentioned his tech. So tech is sort of a key component of his character. Also, um, well, his namesake. He uses a bow. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we've got warriors who are pretty self-explanatory. Um We've got adepts who are kind of your mages. Um, we've got speakers who are like the face of the group, um, the charismatic people. And we've got explorers um, who are sort of your rogue, jack of all trades type of people. I think explorer for Bo personally. Yeah, I could see that for sure. If if we were giving him D&D classes, I would give him Ranger and Artificer. 
Yeah. Um, oh, one hundred percent. And and Ranger seems to fall under Explorer, like the kind of expert class. Mm-hmm. And it also suggests that explorers might be mystery seekers. Which definitely fits. Yeah. Um so uh for that Explorers start with a might edge of one. No choice there. Um, They can use light and medium weapons. Um, It's difficult for them to use heavy weapons. And then we can choose um, four abilities for him. I'm going to start off suggesting that we give him extra edge so he also has the speed edge because Mm -hmm. um, that's often what you're going to be doing when it comes to uh like ranged attacks yeah um um two of these are jumping out at me mhm uh decipher yeah and um knowledge skills yes i was thinking the exact same perfect <laughs> so decipher Um, If you spend one minute examining a piece of writing or code in a language you do not understand, you can make an intellect roll of difficulty three or higher based on the complexity of the language or code to get the gist of the message action to initiate. Um, Yeah, I think that's great because um, we see him also doing sort of like some hacking type stuff and like learning horde technology type stuff. Um, so I think that fits very well. What sort of knowledge skills were you thinking for him? Yeah, I'm just looking at those now. There are more than I was expecting. Uh... Oh, what, what did his dads do? Were they just historians? They were historians, yeah. Hmm. I think they were also archaeologists because they they discovered a lot of their. Mm. Um, do you have like a good list of knowledge skills? Well, it does. It does say um, two areas of knowledge such as history, geography, paleontology, archaeology, and so on. So, <laughs> um, I think this is a situation where we can sort of just say what makes sense um so i was thinking archaeology history and i don't know if you can just say technology but he seems to know a lot about technology in general he's yeah i think i think in the in the vein of you know whatever works for for what you're doing Technology should be one of his skills. Yeah. I'm actually, I don't think he's as much of a history and archaeology buff as his dads are. Obviously, he has some training and he's had to, um, (laughs) he's had to bluff uh, the fact that he's not actually going to school. Oh, yeah, Um, true. But. Like, his main thing is tech. Yeah. 
And I think I think history, if we if we if we have to pick another one, history. Um archaeology, he kind of just knows, oh yeah, that's what my dads are into. Unless knowledge fletching. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean (laughs) he's really good at making arrows. What's a knowledge a knowledge word for like tinkering? Like what what would the relevant knowledge be? Oh. Mechanics? Um So like we could say computers and mechanics. Yeah, engineering? Just engineering. Ooh. I would I would say he's an engineer. Yeah. Engineering. That's definitely. Yeah, 100%. Cool. Okay. Engineering right. and technology or computers. <laughs> Well, now that doesn't really quite sound right. Um, it's like, it's definitely two things. It's like, it's basically hardware and software, right? Oh, yeah. Like engineering yeah, yeah. and... <sighs> Some sort of tech knowledge. But like, how do you say that? computers computers and engineering i'll go with it honestly i (laughs) I think it fits it sounds a little weird but i think it fits yeah i don't know i don't know how to make it sound right but i feel like we we know what we want Mm -hmm. we just we haven't we haven't got the best words for it well the thing about skills in cypher system is that basically it's like you know, like, what you're good at, and you're going to be like, okay, I'm trying to accomplish this task. My skill in computers here would help me out. My skill in engineering here would help me out, right? Mm. And you can sort of self-regulate that. Like, like you're not going to be like, oh, I'm good at engineering, so I can bust down this door real good with my shoulder because I understand, like the week <laughs> like like you could do that but like you don't have to do it in every moment where it doesn't really apply just because you could use that word in the appropriate way yeah you know? okay um okay so computers and engineering are his knowledge skills yes okay so i think we have one more ability to pick we do. See, I want us. I want like find the way because that's a classic ranger thing. But he gets them lost a lot for a ranger, right? Um. He... Yeah. Similarly, I was trying to figure out if surging confidence was right for him or not because um, when you make your first recovery roll of the day you immediately gain another action i don't know if he's like that resilient hearty take on anything Mm. kind of character i don't i don't think that quite fits not quite what a fleet of foot (laughs) (laughs) fleet of foot 
If you succeed at a difficulty two speed roll to run, you can move a short distance and take an action in the same round. Um. Hmm. I think now is a good uh, uh, time. I just want to <laughs> point out. So there is an optional thing that you can do, which is adding flavor, which basically mm. you can swap um, certain, uh, like an ability from your type list out for one of your flavors. And one of the flavors is um, technology. Oh. And if we were to do it, if we were to add flavor to Bo, I would make him a uh, uh, explorer with technology flavor. Not that we're going to. I'm just putting it out there as we're thinking about this. Um, well, why why not? We we were gonna skip flavor, but if one of them requires some flavor it does like because looking at the rest of them they don't really fit bow so maybe it actually is the best thing that we could do i think find the way is the closest just because again he does navigate mm -hmm. um and he has also gotten them unlost but i just feel like when he's navigating he's fumbling a lot he's like i'm supposed to be good at this but you know? Okay, so if when you're adding flavor, you have to give up a skill and you're saying, never, ever am I going to be able to take this. I'm getting rid of this. So, um, for example, if we were to say muscles of iron, he's never going to have muscles of iron. That's not his thing. I mean, I, that's, that's also the one I was looking at. That's the most likely to never be relevant for Bo. Yeah, but we could give him thing. Tinker from the technology flavor. Yes. Which is, you make a device do something different from its original purpose. For example, a blaster becomes a bomb, a scanner becomes a signal booster for a radio transmitter, a music player becomes a battery for another device. The effective level of the modified device is one lower than normal, and the device is rendered unusable until repaired. I think I like that, it because I'm pretty sure there is a whole thing about how he takes like some horde technology and repurposes it for their use. Right. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So maybe we will be adding a little bit of flavor again. <laughs> normally at character creation, you're supposed to like basically do all the swap outs for not necessarily what you're taking, but what's possible to take, like creating a new specific type um but uh we don't we're not gonna sit here and go through tier tier by tier and swap out not, every no not thing. necessary but um that's just showing you how you can take those um those flavor uh those flavors and splash them in and it's pretty simple like it it, it sounds a little complicated when you're talking about you know swapping out your skills but it, it, in practice it's pretty pretty easy yeah Okay, so that was uh, the type. So let's figure out a good adjective for Bo for his descriptor. Sometimes there are words that I'm like, that's appropriate. And then I read what you get the from it. And I'm like, and it's like, no, Ugh. not quite. 
Like, I would call him clever, but I don't know that he's particularly good at seeing through deception, specifically, like, recognizing lies. No, no. He's he's pretty easily enamored with, with people and takes everything they say at face value. Yeah. You know what is looking nice? Kind. Oh my god. Uh, wow. Okay. Yeah, this is good. It's always been easy for you to see things from the point of view of other people. That ability has made you sympathetic to what they really want or need. From your perspective, you're just applying the old proverb that it's easier to catch flies with honey than with vinegar. But others simply see your behavior as kindness. Of course, being kind takes time, and yours is limited. You've learned that a small fraction of of people don't deserve your time or kindness. True sadists, narcissists, and similar folk will only waste your energy. So you deal with them swiftly, saving your kindness for those who deserve it and can benefit from your attention. Uh, so you get two to your intellect pool. Uh, you get the skill... Um, because you know what it's like to go a mile in someone else's shoes, so you're trained in all tasks related to pleasant social interactions and discerning the dispositions of others. That last part is very specific. <laughs> um, you get karma. Sometimes, strangers just help you out. To gain the aid of a stranger, you must pay one experience point to the GM, and the GM determines the nature of the aid you gain. Usually the act of kindness isn't enough to turn a bad situation completely around, but it may moderate a bad situation and lead to new opportunities. For example, if you're captured, a guard loosens your bond slightly, brings you water, or delivers a message. That seems pretty useful. And something I like about Cypher System in general is that a lot of these things... Um, really lean on like the narrative side of things um so mm -hmm. it's like yeah there might be a mechanical benefit in something like that but just having like that um that opportunity for the guard to bring you a message exa for example like that that could uh that wouldn't necessarily happen from crunchy systems that are like you know you get a <laughs> plus one to escape right yeah no, I like I like that about Cipher is mm -hmm. is it's more more nebulous, more freeform. A lot of a lot of conversations in our games of being like, well, well, <laughs> what do you think? What do you think? <laughs> um, you do have an inability, which is an anti skill. Uh, being kind comes with a few risks. The difficulty of all tasks related to detecting falsehoods in the speech and mannerisms of other creatures is increased by one step. Um, which works out just like what you were saying when we were talking about him being clever, but like that aspect of clever doesn't really fit because, mm -hmm. yeah. He's also kind. a little gullible. Yeah. Perfect. Once again, you're nailing this. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so kind explorer, and let's figure out what he verbs. <laughs> what he verbs? I mean, right, right off the bat, um, carries a quiver uh, is a possibility. Yeah. 
Oh, which is actually really funny because at tier one, you gain uh, the skill Fletcher. You are trained to making arrows. <laughs> oh, that's pretty perfect, actually. Yeah. I saw some other ones that I liked, but uh, I don't know. Uh, the one I was looking at was uh, Crafter. Um, was the... No. Um, where did it go? Crafts Unique Objects. Oh, that's fun. Oh, that's an interesting one. You are trained in the identifying in identifying the function of any kind of device. That's an interesting thing for him to have. Mm. Oh, I can't find it right now, but I think there's one that uh, has to do with like friendship. Uh, helps their friends, the one we gave Adora, or a different one? Wasn't Defend the Weak what we gave Adora? Oh, you're right. Uh, helps their friends, is that what it weak. is? Helps their friends. Um, that could work for Bo, too. Helps their friends. Friendly help. Hmm. Okay, for this, I think, because there are a few ones that they would be perfect for him, like multiple yeah. ones that would be perfect for him. We should yeah. look at what we already have for him and what we don't have for him. And that's why I was leaning with uh, Carrie's a quiver, because we don't have anything that specifically <laughs> defines him as an archer, and that is kind of a key element. A key aspect of his character. Yeah. Okay, you're right. So, carries a quiver. Nope. There's so many C ones. Okay. Carries a quiver. The archer is a skilled combatant, deadly in any fight. With a keen eye and quick reflexes, you can eliminate foes at, at range before they reach you. A good archer also learns to make his own arrows and bows. You probably wear no more than light armor, so you can move quickly when needed. You can use this focus with crossbows instead of bows if you wish. Well, no. no. Um, additional equipment, if you didn't already, you start with a well-made bow and two dozen arrows. Um, as if I'm ever going to play in a game where I'm going to require my players <laughs> to say how many arrows they have. Track ammo. Uh, oh my god, it's one of the most <laughs> tedious parts of role-playing is tracking ammo. Not going to happen. Uh, minor effect suggestion. Hit a tendon uh, or muscle. The target takes two points of speed damage as well as normal damage. Uh, major effect suggestion. The target is pinned in place with an arrow. So that's cool little uh, suggestions there like that. Uh, at tier one, archer. To be truly deadly with a bow, you must know where to aim. You can spend points from either your speed pool or your intellect pool to apply levels of effort to increase your bow damage. As usual, each level of effort adds three points of damage to a successful attack. En enabler and Fletcher. You are trained in making arrows. Enabler. So there you go. I think that's perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... There you go. You got bow. Bow is... Bow is a kind explorer who carries a quiver. 
I like how we can sort of check our work by when you listen to the sentence afterwards. You're like, yeah, that makes sense. That is a complete sentence and it is accurately describing the character we're making. (laughs) Before you go, I'd like to thank James Roach for the awesome job on the podcast themes. You can check out what he's up to by following him on Twitter at Hamesatron. You can follow RPG Blueprints at RPGBP on Twitter. I'd also like to thank you for listening, and I hope you take a spark of inspiration from this episode and use it in your own creation. <laughs>